This is Tipstar's Group 1 horse racing throughout Australia and we're here to examine the big races and the betting strategy for today. And they're off. Best is back. Tip stars? No, Winks. Winks stakes. 1,400 million. Is Winks running? Oh, well, if she's not, she's well represented by Huey Bowman. Would she beat this field if she was? This is a spring carnival. Hi, I'm Lucky Nick. And I'm the professor. And boy, isn't it good to hear the pockets again. Anyway, we've been away for a while and a lot's happened. We're in stage four and, uh, Jesus, didn't the other states ditch us once we went into stage four? They've always won it. And we'll ditch them if we get the chance. As far as I'm concerned, we're closing our borders too. <laughs> if they all close their borders, who's in isolation, them or us? Exactly. That's your point or my point? I think we're on the, this is the first and last time we're going to agree with each other the whole spring carnival, all right? <laughs> Ag- agreed. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's have a look at uh, how we went on our last meeting, which was way back before the lockdown, 10 weeks ago. We're up at Eagle Farm, and it was the Stratty. It was a small oh, yeah. it was a small quaddy. I think it paid around $250. Guess what? We got three legs. So we, uh, we missed on one. It was our one-out leg. So I won't go through all the details of who ran where they came or anything like that. It's all history now, but... Um, it wasn't really the sort of quaddy we were trying to tackle anyway. It's not what we're after. Yeah, no. Nah. Well, we've got bigger fish to fry. We've got the uh, spring carnival, Gary, coming up. Well, we're in it. Even though it's winter, it started. And it's the biggest party you're ever going to have at home. The, uh, I guess the big spring carnival watch, which we'll talk about before all the group ones, um, you know, the biggies, Melbourne Cup. Like, uh, you know, is it going to stay or go, do you reckon? The Melbourne Cup will definitely stay in Melbourne and be run at Flemington. The question is whether they'll get a crowd there or whether we'll be like we are now, all banned, you know. Um, well, you well, you were saying the uh, last podcast, you know, um, that the all the overseas horses will come and, and, you know, come down under and race. Do you still think that? Um, yeah, I think I think we'll still see some overseas horses coming, but maybe not no, as many as no, usual. <laughs> No, but you were pretty strong they were going to come. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure I'm comfortable with all this you said stuff that you're saying here. You said, I said. He, <laughs> yeah. he said, what He said what was that you said? I said, who said? He said, you said. I said, me. He said, yes, you. I said, not me. I think I did say something like that. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I think we're, we're, no, we're none the wiser and it's like three months later or two months later. Correct. But what we will do in the lead up to the Cup is have a, um, a spring watch where we look for potential champions over that uh, that carnival. And um, yeah. I think we've got one in mind already, yeah? Yeah, Ocean X, which, um, which really is aptly named because, it's, you know, you're not allowed to go in the ocean, so the ocean is the next thing you can do now. It's, uh, for some reason, you get COVID if you uh, go in the ocean. Yeah, perfect. But, uh, yeah, Ocean X is the oh, – look, I'm hoping that no overseas horse comes in it and it becomes the favourite. That'd be great. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah. So you're going to look out for horses and you're going to bring them in each one as they come up? Yep, and I will say that Master of Wine will be a candidate for the Cup, so it's one we should watch closely this week. It's running in the Wink Stakes. Oh. So, so say it's for the Cox Plate, though, you're saying? Uh, Master of Wine will will run in the Cox Plate, I would say, and one of the Cups. The, the, uh, if it runs well, it's going to be a great race. We'll get to that. Yeah, it's one over two, four, so it, the Caulfield Cup will be fine. I guess the question is, has can it do the three, two? And that's what the trainer will have to figure out. Yeah. Question here, Gary, without notice, which is my favourite thing. Here's a few other big events that Melbourne hosts, like we seem to have had We've had the big grab for about 100 years, and now it's all up for grabs. AFL, you reckon that'll stay or go? AFL for this year, I reckon it'll be in Perth. Um, well, on, no, of on, course, just for this year. I'm not talking about like last year. I'm, yeah. Well, so you're saying WA? Yeah. For, for and, AFL? Yep, on Cox Plate Day, I reckon it'll be. So Cox Plate Day. So is that a clash? Are they going to do it at half time, or how do you see it playing out? Well, if it's in Perth, it'll probably start after the Cox Plate. Ooh. So I reckon it'll start off just at 2 o'clock. Were there three, three times? But 2 o'clock in Perth is 5 o'clock here or something, isn't it? Yeah, well, it depends on daylight savings, but it'll be daylight savings by then. So they'll be three hours behind us. So I reckon they'll start about 3.30 over there or 4 o'clock or something. It's not, you know? Yeah. Which, and then, which and means then the, it'll be like the night grand, grand final here. Yeah, but the Cox Plate will be, be – they'll be all down the pub drinking and celebrating by then. Yeah, no, I think it'll fit in quite well. I don't yeah. think it'll be a big clash if they do. If, if they play in WA, I don't reckon there's going to be a clash. You know, but they, the TV execs have always said that night grand final will pull more people. I don't think that's true. I really never have thought it was true. Like, besides it being a great tradition that they're just going to ruin, you know, everyone watches, everyone that wants to watch a grand final around Australia watches it. I don't think we're having it at night time. I don't think people are not watching it because it's during the day. You know, we like no one. Yeah, when it's a grand final, we go and have a barbie and a few beers and watch it. Yeah. Have a couple of TVs going in someone's backyard and watch it like that. And you know, you're not going to do that at night. Yeah, and if, even if the TV exec guy goes, "Hey, how's that? We've got a billion people watching it." Um, you know, a million people watching it on um, at the night one. Well, guess what? They had no one watching it during the day when they used to have the million watching during the day. Yes, yeah, the mean, same the difference. It's the same people. The same thing. They're just like, it's, oh, it's so annoying, you know. Anyway, so I agree with you once again. Well, I think we're on the same page there. Aussie Open, where's that going? Yeah, that's a good question. They want to make that more Asian rather than just Australian, and I think they even changed the name to the AO rather than the Australian Open recently. So, so you're saying it's going to go offshore? No, nah, it won't go offshore, I don't think. I think Australians will keep Melbourne? it. Um, it's, it's in January. Yeah. I have to have a think about that. I don't know. Too long. I'm yeah. saying South Australia. Boxing Day test. That's definitely going to go. That'll go up to Sydney, I reckon. So I reckon, well, one, I re- no, I don't think anything about Sydney. We hate Sydney. No, I think um, I think if West Australia's got one, South Australia got one, then Boxing Day will give it to Queensland. I wouldn't worry me about that. And I, I think they should all go, except for the Melbourne Cup. And Show Day, I reckon, maybe go down to me, come nice down there. <laughs> what about grand final holiday day? Where's that going to go? Well, that's ridiculous. Why don't they just say stop marching during the COVID, all the black marches, and we'll give you the day off on grand final day and we can have a big march then and put it off then. But anyway, 
let's not ever get let's not ever get political. Are you um, against the grand final holiday? I hate it. Like all it is was the old um, show day holiday, and then on the Thursday and they just changed it to a Friday called grand final holiday. No, I don't like it, and I, I would like it more if Essendon were in though. I'd love it then. I, I would actually definitely love it. <laughs> but it just rubs our nose in it again that the umpires crucify us all year, and then we don't get off. We don't get the holiday for us. What else have you got? No, no, that was sort of it. All um, right. Yeah, so what, I guess I've got what did we learn. Um, I've learned something, Gary, over the break. Yeah. And it's a racing thing. Tip yeah. Stars, which is our competition and the name of this podcast, is now our competition as well because there's an MRC, which is not us, Stars, can you believe it? And it looks like us, and they're really promoting. But why? Why would why would the MRC call their product Tip Stars if we've already got that product named? If we've got the name, the rights to it, why would they I do? Can't that? answer that because I don't know them. You know, like I haven't, I haven't spoke to them. Are you talking? Launched... Are you talking to the MRC about it? No, they've launched a online version of the highly successful Pick Seven comp that we both play and love, right? I love, a really, I love Pick 7. I love it, yeah. I know. That, that's, like, that's $50,000 and that. This is like you get a bottle of champagne if you get seven courses in a row. <laughs> anyway, you, you think you think the MRC would have contacted us. We're both long-standing members and so many of our listeners. In fact, we promote them and I love them. But, you know, you know it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, Gary, but I'm not going to get too stressed about it because we must all learn to grow a little taller even though our age defies and feel a little smaller and in statue you will rise. Oh a humble God. pie is always hard to swallow with your pride. And on that note, that I think we <laughs> should hit the ad. <laughs> yeah. You can also win with Jim Bradley Speedball. Take the Jim Bradley 14-day speedball challenge so you can stay both physically and mentally fit if you ever need to self-isolate. Just Google Jim Bradley Speedball. You know, we're down but not out. Now you can, we can order online. I mean, all the rhetoric of the last six months of buying Australia, thank God we still make some things in Australia. And what, what happens stage four? Shut manufacturing. I mean, Gary, you're a scientist. What's the health risk difference between four workers making world's best product and four Norman installments unloading containers from China? Yeah. Good. I mean... Yeah. I, look, I can see their point about they want to con- contain the virus and the spread, but, yeah, um, it's funny where the lines have been drawn. It's a little bit hard to understand. The arbitrary line. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I, and I get that's frustrating for anyone that's affected too. So, well, the order should go. I mean, they, they don't draw arbitrary lines between doctors and nurses and say doctors can and nurses can't. And the order should the order should go doctors, nurses, posties, jockeys, of course, and the con- manufacturers like Jim Bradley. Anyway, off the soapbox, let's fly up to Sydney for the Wink State. And guess what, Gaza? No Nash Watch. He's been suspended again. He's out more times than Dermy. He's a full calm in the jockeys, I reckon. I reckon Nation, Nation and Huey will be down the pub together, both out. Well, Huey, I mean, the Winx stakes, right? So Winx, he could probably beat all these horses and, and Winx isn't running. And you think, oh, well, at least Huey's up there holding up the end. And he's not, he's not there either. They, <laughs> why, would they, why wouldn't he be allowed to be riding? 
Well, he he rode he did that ride where he cut the guy off and the you know the the horse fell and all that. Remember that? He just, yeah, I know. I've, that was I've forgotten about that. I'm just saying, poor old Huey. This is race. This is uh, this is his race. Yeah, it has. Well, it <laughs> he has won been. the last three of them. Well, he didn't win last year, but he won the three before that. Oh, he didn't win last year. Yeah, I don't think so. So, we're jumping, now, we're so are you say are you saying Winks could beat this field? You reckon? Well, it, it, yes, I think it, I think it easily could. I think it could still. I mean, how old is Winks right now? Ten. Oh yeah, nine. Yeah, nine probably. Oh yeah, but no, you know, there's not many not many female champions come back after having a, a baby, much less having a, a foal. Well, that's a bit sexist, Gary. Well, it can only be sexist if it's a comment about females, can't it? Like, <laughs> no, no, like, like you kind of make a comment about a mare and then say it's it's a sexist comment. Well, what do you want me to say? Sexy then? That's a sexist <laughs> comment. But I don't think I don't think Winks could beat these horses now. She's she's had her day. Well, it doesn't look like we'll find out. But good to see we're both disagreeing as we should be. <laughs> things are back. Things the are back. <laughs> so, so I, race six. I feel comfortable. Race six, I like number seven seasons at seven to one. Uh, what do you what, what what is the system like? Well, the system has uh, that Adalong uh, as the favourite at around three, mm-hmm. and then it has seasons your horse at seven, but it also has a thing called Evelina at sevens, which is interesting because Evelina is uh, at lo- much longer odds on the tote. Yeah, 20 to 1 or something. Something like that, yeah, probably come in a bit, but it'll be sort of, you know, at least be well into the double figures. Well, you know how you didn't like it, me calling it the system the Aladdin, like you didn't put your vote for that. Yeah. I've been coming up over the last couple of months, think of names, you know, famous computers, and I thought, what was that computer that beat Bobby Fisher at chess? <laughs> Do you remember? It was, uh, it was Gary C- Casper uh, is or something that he got beaten and it was Big Blue. Deep Blue. Big Blue, wasn't it? No, it's called uh, Deep Blue. I looked it up. Was it? Okay. Yeah, so that's what it is, Deep Blue. So, so <laughs> Deep Blue, you know, that, that's, uh, that's the long shot, the, uh, that, I think, this week. I think we'll be taking that up as the, um, the, the uh, Evelina on Deep Blue selection. The Deep Blue. All right. We'll do <laughs> you that. like it? Do I like, like it. Blue? I like it because back. because it distinguishes this system of how we do our betting from the system that picks the actual horses. So I like it. And the other thing is, it killed the chess industry. I mean, no one, everyone used to watch all those chess players beating each other for a hundred years and that. And all of a sudden, when the computer won, everyone lost interest. Yeah, yeah. There was <laughs> no one. Going to happen. There was no one to kick under the table anymore. Well, that's what's going to happen here. Once the computer starts picking it up, the, race, the racing industry will close shop. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Um, so race seven is the main one, which is the uh, Wink Stakes, 1,400 metre. Yeah. And what do we like? Yep, and uh, as you said, there's uh, there's a few good jockeys sitting it out. Um, the system likes yeah. the, the Bostonian, and uh, it's got the Bostonian at around sixes, um, which makes it the favourite as well at that odds. Uh, but this race has got a lot of ho- a lot of horses in it that have won over Group One before, so there's lots and lots of chances, and it's a quite an open race. So we're going wide in the quaddy, are we? No, we, I think this is a leg we're just going to have to, uh, you know, the, the the stats and the the information's there for the system. I think we need to trust it because the next two legs are probably even harder. So I'd say we need so to pick a, something this is like a risky leg. 
This is a very risky leg, man. You know, we might get, we might throw Viri Elegant in. The system has that at second favourite. Now the other mares in the race, it likes them as well. So um, there was uh, Melody Bell and uh, Conde Patiro are in it, and then there's the favourite Master of Wine, which we mentioned earlier in the cast, and uh, that's got to be a huge chance. So. Um, you know, one one by three and a half lengths last time it started first up over 1,400. So it's a big chance. So it's a big risk, um, but I think we'll go with the Bostonian and maybe throw in one of those others that I mentioned. Would we go three out maybe that leg? Because we've yeah, got one out yeah, first leg, three yeah. out second leg. Yeah, three out. I'm actually working on that day, that day so I'm going to miss. If I get home from work, I'll be, be out of the quaddy. Um, yes, possibly. <laughs> it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the first time, would it? Else. <laughs> so that means, though, that if we do have a bit of luck earlier on, and by the way, it was a heavy and now it's a... Um, now it's a soft now seven. Now Yeah. Yeah, now it's slow. It might even get better because I don't think it's going to have much rain. Yeah, yeah. Bloody big field, though. Yeah, yeah, really good field. Uh, so that leads us to the last two where we're going to go wide and field. So we're going to go wide in race eight. I actually like... Well, I like the Bostonian, by the way. So I'm having a bet on that. Good. Yep. And I like McCormick, a long shot in race eight. It's an emergency, though, so I might not get a bet on that. But the system like Bobby D at 34 to 1. Now, McCormick's so, in race nine, isn't it, as well? Yeah, it is. I didn't like it in race nine. Isn't that weird? I did not like it. It's <laughs> enough. I, well, I had too much. I liked it as the emergency in the other race. I know, stupid. Uh, okay. But, but there, Bobby... <laughs> Bobby D is um, is a long shot, thirty four to one, and the system has it nine to one. So it's worth a look at. I'll be watching it. It's a watch. Yeah. And the last leg, which is the field leg, right? So um, that's going to be interesting, Gary, because we've always talked about laying off on the when we have filled the last, we can lay off on the second last, which is possible because we've got six out. We could possibly lay off, right? But we can also do this new thing, listeners, that Gary's came up with. Or deep blue has probably, and it's called <laughs> laying on, laying on in the last. And Gary will explain what laying on is. Yeah, look, let me just simplify that. I think laying off's insurance. So you've got six horses in the race. Let's just say there's twelve in the race. You've got the the top six picks, and um, that's your last leg of the quaddy. You would say, let's just put a fiver or a tenner on some of those other ones. That, you know, they're going to be at twenty to one. There's six of them. You're going to spend sixty bucks. The minimum you're going to get is for twenty-one to twenty to one. One wins is uh, two hundred. The maximum you'll get is five hundred if a fifty to one wins. So you're going to. It's a winning bet laying off. It's insurance. Laying on's the opposite. Laying on is when you've actually got the field in the last, and there's a favourite or two that are like three or four to one. Plonk a bit of extra money on that. If the favourites win, you've doubled your, you've doubled your money. You've got the quaddy with them winning, and you've got the money from the win. If you, they don't win, well, you've got a, a larger paying quaddy. So that's laying on. So one's max- and a rule of thumb, Gary. A rule of thumb is is that say for instance when they do the quaddy um, uh, estimate. They, uh, it says might say a thousand dollars for that horse, a thousand dollars for that horse, and if the next one says five grand, you know that you can put some money on it exactly, and lay yeah. it up to five grand. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So your minimum payout five thousand dollars. That's an easy so way. To, that's is, that's an easy is, way to think of it. Is if yeah, if, if you've got a if you've got the quad, you're going to pay out a thousand, and the next one in the second horse that's the second favourite in the race is going to pay three or four thousand. Then you can put a thousand on the favourite 
and you, you're going to win on the – if it wins, you're going to win both the quaddy and the bet. If it doesn't, well, then you've got the $3,000 quaddy anyway. So yeah, it's a much better way. So you, you've just looked at it as field and saying instead of getting minimum 1000 I've also gone minimum 3000 or 5000 Yeah. And that's laying on and you don't have to – we've told you something here, people, and you don't actually have to worry about gambling being a um, – what is it? Gambling is a uh, it's bad for you because Ad- it's not in this case. There's no risk. It's risk-free. Yeah, You've got to yeah. get the money up front it's, it's unless math- something really weird happens. It's mathematics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just straight math. So that's uh, so I really like that. So that's exciting for us because we just need to get through those first two races and then we're going to have a lot of fun, Gary, where you are because I might be still at work. Yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's laying on. Here's another thing, Gary. The Ramwick Quaddy, I'm predicting, will pay four times more than Mooney Valley if all things are equal, like, if all the favourites win on both, Randwick's going to pay four times more. Yeah. So well, that, there's that. That's without knowing about, the winners. But, um, you know, with the, the soft track and the bigger fields there, like, they do throw up, uh, odd, you know, horses at long odds when you get that sort of uh, combination. That's right, yeah. It's, uh, so I feel as though it's going to be four times bigger payout, so worth being on. Uh, late mail, posty special. Posty special? Well, Pig hasn't been delivering for weeks, so... Um, the, the 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 post office is in a bit of turmoil. We've got people on split shifts and everything, but he's away, so there's no posty special this week. So let's pass on that one. So pigs off on holidays. I'm sorry, I thought we were in the middle of a lockdown. Yeah, you can still have a holiday when you're in lockdown. Sorry, so you you're he's on holidays doing what? He'd be he'd be gambling big time. I mean, can't he send us a text with his pigs? He'd be. Oh. Definitely watching TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that the remote control on the TVs, as far as his technical capabilities go. Oh, fair enough. All right. So uh, I want to bring in this new thing uh, that we touched on um, last time. Uh, pick seven. I just want to talk about pick seven for a second. You mentioned last time how it works, and you actually went online. Then I've gone and played it as well. Now I love it. Like it's one. I love it because it's free. You know, and you, if you watch Channel 78 like I do, the racing station on a Saturday and other days, but on a Saturday, uh, Pick 7 is for free and you've got to pick seven horses, as you explained recently. It, it uh, really dominates their um, their day. They really present it well, don't they? And it's free to dimension. It's free to play. <laughs> about, I mean, about three times. <laughs> three times. <laughs> yeah. uh, what are the odds of, of winning minimum? One in ten million this week, Gary. Guess what? The chances of winning this week. It's, don't forget, I've done the calculations on um, Mooney Valley, which aren't that big a field. Yeah, you now you have to tell me. One in twenty-two million before scratching. So they're not good odds, but it's free, it, <laughs> and you can win. No, so, yeah, so it will win fifty thousand dollars if you get it by yourself, which so, is better than a bottle of champagne and free dessert at the MRC. MRC one. Um, so what I've got, the question I've got for you, Gary, is that we've been in it and we've been comparing because, like, Gary wants to win the 50000 so he goes hard at it. I just want to beat Gary, so I always ask what his number was. <laughs> and, like, we've been pretty even peaking, really. But the, the other week he goes, what, where'd you come? And I go, and he sends me my number. I look it up. I've come the exact same number. And I've, I've actually got the screen grab. I should put it on the uh, Facebook post. But, you know, how did we both end up 29,024? And I know that sounds bad, doesn't it? 
we went 29,000, but we're going for the long shot. <laughs> but we had different horses and everything. I know. We both had the same number. Yeah. So that's yeah. a mystery. Yeah. And I reckon, because I know mine was a screen grab, you just typed yours in. I reckon <laughs> you, found out, you found out what I was. <laughs> How would I find out what yours was? Think about it. I don't it. know. I can't work that bit out yet. <laughs> Have you ever heard of those controlling people that buzz people's phones so they know what's happening? Yeah. Hey, um, when you watch it on TV, though, they really present a world like they tell you who's left in the comp and what horses they're on. I can't see why the quaddies can't do that. So you can see all those things. I'd be really, I'd like to watch stuff like that. Matter of fact, when I was out, I was out there um, last week and I stayed to watch the last wait. Race just to see if one of the two guys was back. And when one of the horses didn't win, I was really, I was wanting one of them to win, you know, 50 grand. Yeah. So I'm sold 100%. And I reckon yeah. everyone in Melbourne should be watching it. Yeah. Because there's nothing else to do on a sad day. Yeah, I want to see some me, people start win. winning it. But uh, I don't, how many have won it, do you know? No, you only get a winner every few weeks. Because did I tell you what the odds were? <laughs> Pretty bad. I mean, there's <laughs> about the three times. Yeah, they're the number odds, but I mean the real odds are you know a lot of if you get three favourites, four favourites coming up, that brings it right in. So yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're just doing permutations and combinations things there, aren't you? I don't know what. To be honest, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Um. So we will post our selections Gaza up on the Facebook page. Okay. Yes, we'll do that. <laughs> Next week, we're back at Caulfield for the Menzies. And I haven't missed the Menzies for 10 years, and you probably haven't either, Gary. And I'm really a bit sad about that, but I'm wrapped that racing's still running. You know, always wanted a peaceful life, and now you've got to be careful what you wish for with my new mantra because <laughs> it's a bit too peaceful in the middle of this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gazette, you're a postie, right? Yeah. I was at the post office yesterday, and the bird behind the counter told me, I've got a good face for a mask. <laughs> yeah, it's a standard joke in the post office these days. <laughs> well, she caught me um, perving, perving down the top of, of her mask <laughs> when she leaned forward. I was embarrassed. <laughs> I just wanted to see a smile. Mask or blindfold? <laughs> but, you know, the hook nose is back, Gather. Something to hang your mask on. <laughs> it's back. Uh, look and forward you can to have it. that at any old odds. That's what we want to hear. Thank you for listening to Tipstars Group 1 Horse Racing. Further information can be found at tipstars.com.au. And remember, please gamble responsibly. This episode was brought to you by Nichemark, your right-hand team for digital marketing, social media and podcasting. Thinking of starting a podcast? You do the talking, we do the tech. Contact Nichemark to get started. Mm-hmm.